guys and welcome back to Champion Chats. This week we have a very special guest, Maddie Lloyd, who is also an old girl of SMC. When Maddie graduated from St Margaret's in 2015, she went on to study journalism and is now the Christchurch reporter for breakfast. Maddie has done very well for herself and has a pretty cool job that we can't wait to find out more about. So, welcome to Champion Chats, Maddie. Thank you for having me. This is a bit interesting. Normally, I'm the one asking the questions. I'm yeah. quite excited <laughs> for this, actually. So, to start off, we've got four questions which we like to ask all of our guests. And the first one is, describe what you do without using a position title. Okay. Uh, so, that's a good question. Uh, I tell stories to the country about other people on a medium that people can watch and listen to. I feel like that's a very good description because <laughs> it's quite that's a hard a question. Great question. It's quite hard to think about. <laughs> um, what did you want to do when you were at school? Oh, um, I didn't actually really know. It, it dawned on me until quite... It didn't dawn on me until quite later on. Um, I knew it was nothing to do with maths or science. I was hopeless at that side. Um, I knew it was sort of always something English-based. But, yeah, it didn't really dawn on me until, um, yeah, sort of end of year 12, start of year 13, and I um, discovered the broadcasting school. And, yeah, the rest is history. But up until then, I really had absolutely no idea um, yeah, no mm. inkling at all. Some people know from when they're five, but no, I had no idea. Very nice. And describe your life using three words. Busy. Interesting. And fun. Very nice. Sounds like a good life. Yeah. <laughs> With a bit of stress chucked yeah. in there as well. <laughs> um, who do you hope to inspire and why? Who do I hope to inspire? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I'd probably say anyone in my, um, I don't feel like I'm, in terms of my job, because I'm not that experienced yet, but I guess I've got a foot in the door. I guess anyone hoping to get into the industry and seeing, because, you know, you, if you can't see it, you can't really strive for something. Mm -hmm. So if people can see, especially whether it's girls at St Margaret's or in, you know, my position at that age, if they can see something to strive towards and they can actually do it. So anyone thinking, and especially anyone in my position when I was at school, not really knowing what they want to do, um, if they, you know, have my um, strengths at school, which was English and drama and that sort of thing, because you've got to be comfortable enough talking in front of an audience and into a microphone every day. But yeah, if there's some girls out there or guys uh, that yeah want to get into the industry I guess I'm not a um, I'm nowhere near the status of you know the the um, legendary broadcasters of our country but yeah if there's anyone that would want to get into it to see that there is a yeah it's really hard work and there's a lot of hours that get put into it and you've really got to strive to work hard and um go through the ranks but yeah if anyone's looking out there wanting to to do something I hope that I can be sort of a vision for them to aspire to be there's still a long 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 way to go but at least it's a, a foot in the door if that's something that they're looking to do that would be quite cool to be a inspiration for them yeah and I think after listening to this podcast some girls who might not know who you are then they might reach out to you because I know there's a few girls in our year group 
going to do journalism. So yeah, come have a chat or anything. It's it's a great industry to get into, even though it's very stressful. Yeah. It's good. It's <laughs> it's lots of fun and it can put you in lots of different paths as well. Yeah. So, so what does an average day in your life look like? That's also <laughs> a great question, and that's the great thing about the industry is that every day is so so different. Sometimes I have a rough idea of what I'm doing if I've planned out a live cross earlier in the week or the week prior I know that I'm doing that but other than that things can spring up uh, really as we know we can't control what happens in the world and what happens in news which that's it's just such a moving beast it makes it so interesting some days I um, but in terms of my routine-ish I get up at 3.30 in the morning uh, <laughs> I start at 4 uh, and then I will prepare for the show the show starts at 6 and goes till 9 and then um which can be a range of range of things. And then I also do the midday news, so that's at 12 o'clock. So then I finish my work day at about 12.30. So it's quite nice to have the afternoons off. Um, naps are involved quite a yeah. few of the days. Um, but in terms of my work structure, that's sort of how it looks. Yeah. What time does that mean you have to go to bed if you wake up so early? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not as early as I should. Uh, I try get into bed at about 8, 8.30. So... Um, yeah, it's not a great one on the social life, yeah. but I know it won't be forever, so, yeah. yeah. Awesome. <laughs> that's so early. Yeah. <laughs> it's practically the middle of the night. It's yeah. quite hard in winter, but that's okay. <laughs> Why did you want to become a journalist? Um, I, I've always grown up watching the, watching the news, as, as most people have, um, and I've I've just naturally, I've, I'm all, I've always been really, really interested in people and what makes them tick and their stories and even just meeting random people if you're, you know, sitting on a plane and someone starts chatting to you, that are just finding out about people and where they've come from and where they're going. I just think it's such a powerful ability to be able to, and especially with my job, I have to sort of tell people's stories to a much larger audience that being able to give people that don't necessarily have the voice or don't know how to use their voice and be able to whatever they want to say whether it's they're doing a they're raising you know the Ronald McDonald house is raising money for their upcoming drive or there's a massive issue there's a flooding issue on the west coast that they want the government to listen to or whatever it is to give people I just yeah it's really cool to be able to share people's stories and you meet so many different mm. people every single day you're meeting amazing people with these incredible stories and it's just yeah it, it's so different and it's really it is really really challenging and every day is different but it's so rewarding seeing you know if um you do something for example it's not the most moving of things but around a park during lockdown they all their money it costs about 70 grand to run throughout um for a week Jeez. Most of that's through ticket sales and obviously having no people through the doors in lockdown. We did a story and by three days, I think, it had raised over $300,000. Oh so just gosh. we often forget how much our job, how, how much mm. power it can um, and how much change it can, can create. It's easy just to go through the motions and we sort of forget that people are actually watching us and taking <laughs> in what we're saying at times. But that sort of thing, when you when you get contacted after you do a story and say, Thank you so much. This has happened. It's yeah, it's pretty cool. Yes. Do you have to go out and find the stories yourself? Like, is that? Yeah. So mainly yeah. for me in Christchurch, because I'm the only one from the breakfast show in the whole of the South Island. So all my bosses, producers, everything, they're all up in Auckland. So um, and they don't really know 
that's what I really love about being back home and being in Christchurch is I'm from Christchurch. I know sort of something that I might pitch to Auckland that's really big for Christchurch. For example, when Riverside opened, that was a yeah. really, really cool thing for the city. But Auckland didn't really care because they're like, so what? It's a food market. You know, that yeah. opens up all the time <laughs> in Auckland. We have lots of those. We don't really care. But I had to sort of say, no, this is huge for Christchurch. We don't have anything like this. And the little elements like the wooden piles and Riverside, they were recycled from the old Littleton um, port and things like that. Just little things that they don't really know. Mm. Being able to make people care about it also is a big challenge. But yeah, so I come up with most of my stuff. I'll just pitch it to Auckland and they'll say yes or no and then I'll go from there and contact people and that's sort of how the, yeah, unless obviously it's breaking news whereas I'll just get shoved out the door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to go to work every day and make an impact though. That's yeah, really good. Definitely. Um, yeah, what would you say that your favourite part about your job? Um, yeah, I just have to say meeting lots of people. Yeah. I'm a very people person. I'm like my dad. You take me anywhere and you can't leave because you just keep <laughs> on talking. Um, but, yeah, just being able to meet lots of different from whether it's academics to um, young kids that I just can't believe they're doing what they're doing. I think of, you know, if I um, I talk to a young boy, I think he was only – he was a young, young teenager and he was aiming to go to the Olympics for archery. And I was, I can't even remember what I was doing at that age, but it wasn't that. And just they, yeah, just such a range of people um, and just hearing the words that come out of their mouth. And, uh, you know, they're often predominantly their Kiwis, um, being a obviously a New Zealand show. But, yeah, it's cool just seeing how many cool people we have in this country is awesome. Yeah. Okay, sounds good. Um, what are the highs and lows of tertiary study? Oh, um, well, that's an interesting one because we often talked about at the broadcasting school, it's not, it's a little bit of a, of course it's university, but it's not your typical, so we would have sort of nine to five days, we were marked on our attendance, so we had to be there, uh, so that was a little bit hard when all my friends were in bed doing courses online, and <laughs> I was thinking, I really wish that was me yeah. right now, um, but no, the highs would definitely be, um, and for me, for the broadcasting school, it prepares you so well for the industry, um, and that's, you know, they try and teach you and prepare you really well at school for uni, the same sort of thing, they really, really try and prepare you for the workforce, and I loved my course at um, the broadcasting school so I studied journalism because it's so hands-on everything there is so practical and you actually get to be thrown in the deep end and learn as you go it's daunting because you make a lot of mistakes but it's good because you have that safety net around you but then you realize <laughs> when you get out into the real world you can't really make those mistakes anymore <laughs> but they prepare you really well for that um, the lows yeah I'd probably have to say it was quite an intensive course and we went quite it was quite a long year but it was only two years so that's the other um that is another positive that we could do that. But, um, yeah, I guess also another low would be feeling like you're working but not getting paid for it. That was, <laughs> that was yeah. probably one of the hard things. You felt like we were doing a whole radio news week, so we were operating a newsroom um, but not getting paid. So that was a wee bit, but it'll come. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was it like getting, job, getting a job afterwards? Yeah, so I, you're really lucky at the broadcasting school. They have an internship program, so you do the two-year study and then it's a six-month internship, so that's a really, really great foot in the door. Um, people from, so from my journalism class, we had people going to different companies, whether that's TVNZ, MediaWorks, RNZ, whatever, all across the country. Um, so you do that for six months and you have to do that part of the course to get your degree. And then if you're good and you prove yourself, your company will do everything to try and keep you on. So 
that is really really valuable in terms of you know when you finish a um, when you finish a course and then have to go out and actively seek work that would be quite terrifying so for that it's really good it just gets you a foot in the door you get lots of contacts which in our industry is really really vital as well um, and then yeah so for me I went up to Auckland and I did a six-month internship with the sports team up there for the six o'clock news for TVNZ and then I stayed on with them for the rest of the year um, just learning and writing I was actually able to write some six o'clock stories I just wasn't able to voice them yet but that was all good and then um yeah the breakfast job came up so moved back home and here I am that's so good I feel like that's the ideal situation like when you go to broadcasting school and ending up at TVNZ because like everyone knows TVNZ and watches six o'clock news or breakfast so I know that I like watching breakfast in the morning <laughs> When you're having I your can't say I'm awake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Don't blame you, most people aren't. <laughs> I love having it on in the background. I yeah, it's good. Um, so you are also a marriage celebrant, I which am. is pretty cool. <laughs> what made you decide to become a marriage celebrant? So I've always been obsessed with weddings. I worked for a catering company right throughout school and uni, so I've worked at my fair share of weddings. And honestly, you could send me to a random wedding that I didn't know and I'd probably bore my eyes out um, and I've always wanted to do it but I thought oh, I'm too young and I don't have much experience and then after at the near the end of last year after working on breakfast all year I'd got some experience and felt really confident speaking in front of people because um, that's what I do every day in my job and then I just thought oh why not the worst they can say is no so I applied and um, I a local girl Hannah Duda she was really good um, she's one of the more popular ones younger celebrants um, and because people are getting married much younger now they're wanting a relatable celebrant so um yeah I she helped me out I applied and I ended up getting my license so yeah it's good it makes things busy because I have to do it alongside obviously it's not my full-time job but yeah it's cool I've already become really good friends with some of my couples and just going through the whole process with them and it, and it, and it does have quite a few connections to my job as a reporter you know you meet people and you find out their stories and you write a script and things like that it's obviously a little bit different than news script mm. but yeah it's cool going through all the process and just learning again all my couples like all the people I meet at work are so different from I have one couple in their mid to late 50s that have both never been married before it's their oh first wow. it's their first marriage so they have no idea what they're doing and then there's um, like a girl Sophie Smith in my year has just got engaged so I'm doing her wedding at the end of this year which is really cool so that's nice as well being able to be a part of people's days that you actually know it's yeah. scary that people might start to get, get engaged now but no <laughs> that's really cool yeah how many how often do you do that and how do you fit it in uh, so I got my license in October last year so I did I've done three so my last wedding was the week before lockdown um so I've been lucky none of my couples have actually been affected but the end of the year is quite busy so I've got one or two every weekend in November oh um and then yeah, so between meeting up with the couples and doing them, it does make it, but my hours are perfect for it. I've got afternoons and weekends off, which is when basically everyone gets married. So, mm. yeah, it's good for now. <laughs> Exciting. <laughs> um, what advice would you give to your teenage self? That's a good one. Um, oh, this makes me think about our time capsules that we oh, yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what I put in mine. Uh, I would probably have to say just don't, what anyone thinks um, and that's that is advice that I've been given constantly especially getting thrown 
into this industry, but it can apply to anything. You know, if you really, really want to do something, whether it's going to do a course at uni or signing up to something at school or doing something outside of school and you're not sure about it, don't worry about it. Yes, obviously seek advice from your friends and, the f- and your family and the ones that you trust the most, but if you really, really want to do something, just don't care what other people might think about it. If it's something that you really want to do or something that will make you happy or challenge you, just, yeah, just do it. And in terms of it's really, really... It really, really rings true for me in the industry, not caring what people think. You know, you can, you're scrutinised every day. I get home and sometimes mum and dad would say, your hair looked horrible <laughs> this morning. I'll say, thanks. But, you know, it makes you wonder what other people are saying about you. But you could do, and this applies to anything, you could do the most wonderful work with, you could interview a single mum that's just lost her husband and she's lost a couple of children and she's still going out doing all this volunteer work and it's this amazing, heartwarming story. And someone will still have something bad to say about it. So you're never going to please any everyone um, in whatever you do. So, yeah, just do things for yourself and what's going to make you happy. You don't really care about what other people think because at the end of the day, it's your life, not theirs. Exactly. I feel like that's really good advice as well because I feel like sometimes you can overthink things so much and actually stop yourself from doing what you want because you're worried about, oh, what if it goes wrong? But I feel like you just can't think about that. Otherwise, you'll never do <laughs> totally. What you and want. especially for you guys now, you know. And it was sort of it was the same thing when I was at school. You guys have so much pressure. You've got so much going on, and then you're at the point now where you're thinking about what you're going to do next year. And then you've had a global pandemic chucked <laughs> to the mix just for good measure this year as well. You know, you've got so many you've got so many things going on. So, yeah, the more that you can do for yourself, the better. Mm. So, where do you see yourself in five years? Oh, that's an interesting question. Uh, well, I've actually just, um, I can say this now because I'm just not, I'm actually moving off breakfast. Oh. Um, uh, yeah, I'm putting my big girl pants on. I've, I'm still working for TVP, so I'm going to be a reporter on the 6 o'clock news. That's so exciting. Good so job. Early yeah. mornings. It's, I know, I'm very <laughs> excited to get my sleep back. I will miss my afternoons, though, so it's a bit of a trade-off. But no, I'm definitely... Um, to become a bit more human again but yeah it's all happened very fast so yeah this week's my last week on breakfast so oh on wow. Monday I'll be um yeah jumping into the big league so it's very exciting um it'll be it's good though I'm at the point now I absolutely love breakfast and we're all such a family and I'll really really miss them and the work is just so fun you can have a laugh and um you know go hydrosliding or which is what I did um, live last year on my phone. Um, so I have to be a little bit more serious now. But no, it's, it'll be a really good challenge. Um, it's, I'm sort of getting to the point now where I'm ready for that next step. Um, but yeah, so who knows? It's changing and I've got, yeah, I've got my wedding stuff on the side. I'll probably want to delve into that a little bit more later on down the track. But yeah, at the moment, hopefully I'll still be around. Um, yeah, who knows? I think this year's taught us that anything can happen and to life is just so unpredictable but yeah I'm hoping to still be in Christchurch and hopefully I can still be with the six o'clock team then but yeah gosh when you say five years this year alone has felt like about 40 so (laughs) that's amazing yeah Yeah. um what do you like to do when you're not working um I usually I haven't this year just because of the hours um uh, I'm a big I'm huge into sport, so I still liked to play netball, but I just couldn't do it this year with the hours because um, our netball games wouldn't start till 8 o'clock 
till eight o'clock on a Tuesday, and then by the time that the game finished and you got home, wound down. I wouldn't get to sleep till about 11.30, so getting up at 3.30 wouldn't be that fun. Um, but, yeah, sport, hanging out with friends and family, and then obviously my marriage celebrant stuff. It doesn't really seem like work. It's more of a hobby, which is really fun. Awesome. Well, to finish off, we've got 10 quickfire questions oh, for a bit of okay. fun, so <laughs> get ready. Um, morning person or night owl? Oh, I'd have to say morning yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what's your favourite food? I love a smoothie. Mm. Yeah, healthy. <laughs> uh, high school or university? High school. I miss it so much. Mm. People think I'm weird when I say that, but I genuinely miss it so much. It was so much fun. If you could be an animal, what would it be and why? Dolphin. I always used to be obsessed with them when I was little. Don't know why. It would just be fun. And they always seem really friendly. Yeah. So. <laughs> Um, if a movie was made about your life, who would play you? Oh, um, I would love Mila Kunis to play me. <laughs> um, yeah, not, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, um, do you have any pet peeves? Uh, really loud eaters. Same. Oh, it oh, gets me. Not I, can't, I can't handle it. <laughs> um, if you could have dinner with three people, dead or alive, who would they be? Um, I would love to meet Beyonce. Yeah, <laughs> wouldn't would we be all? Really cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I've always loved Melissa McCarthy. I think she's just hilarious, so that would be cool. Um, and then I'd probably invite my granddad back. He passed away Aww. a few years ago, so it'd be nice to see him again. Yeah. What's the best piece of advice you've received? Um. In turn, mm, that's a good one. Probably from my dad, and it's just treat others how you'd want to be treated. He distilled it into us when we were younger. Um, and, yeah, basically if we were being idiots, he'd just, you know, <laughs> it'd often start with fighting between sisters, but just treat others how you want to be treated. And he still says it to mm. us now. We're <laughs> getting older, but... <laughs> yeah. Um, your all-time favourite movie? Gee, who have I have a dozen? Don't ask me why, <laughs> but it's just... Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that it. one. <laughs> I should give it a watch. Put it on the list. Yeah. <laughs> um, describe yourself, sorry, describe yourself in three words. Um, bubbly, crazy, probably a little bit stupid as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much for... Oh, no thanks for having me. Yeah, coming on to Champion Chats, having a chat. <laughs> it's been so nice to get to know you even more and hear about your life and I'm sure lots of students um, can probably see themselves following a similar path to you. So yeah, thank you for coming on. Good luck with your new job. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and Exciting. thank you for listening everyone and we hope you enjoy the episode.